my name is okay. Scott Challoner, and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As regular listeners of this program will know, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And today, that mission takes us to the European Bartender School, where we're joined by Tom Dyer. Tom, good morning to you and welcome to the show. Thanks, Rob. Good morning to you too. How are you doing? Yeah, real pleasure having you alongside us, Tom. Very well myself, thank you. Um, to anybody listening in who isn't familiar with Tom, he's a world champion flair bartender and, as I say, director at uh, EBS, the European Bartender School, which happens to be the largest school of its kind in the world, with over 20 years of teaching experience in the profession and 28 global school destinations all over the world. So quite the uh, the huge institution, Tom, and I'll be interested to understand sort of how it came to be that you became involved with EBS in the first instance. It's quite a funny story, actually, because um, EBS has been going around since 1998, and uh, they had a school in London from, I think, around 2004, five, something like this, and that was run by somebody else. Funnily enough, I used to offer the flare training for that other owner, and then uh, around 2010, EBS uh, contacted us. I say, asked myself, my business partner Jay. Uh, and they wanted to, to change their franchise uh, and, and use us instead. They'd heard about us and what we do and um, and basically give us a call and said, hey, do you want to take over London European Bartender School? We're like, yeah, sounds good. I said, they said, okay, cool. You have 17 students arriving in four weeks. Good luck. And then we had to just get everything together as quickly as possible, ready for these students uh, to arrive four weeks later, basically. So quite the uh, the whirlwind, and I suppose prior experience that you'd had kind of, you know, working in the industry from the tender age of 16, sort of owning your own business within the sector as well, probably sort of helped you in sort of taking on the mantle of that, didn't it? Did you feel ready to uh, sort of step into that position of responsibility? It, it, it did. Um, however, I mean, even back then, I was, I'm not, I suppose, not savvy, I suppose, as, as uh, as what I am now. So it was on the job, uh, instant learning every step of the way, um, ordering equipment, ordering booze, finding a venue, uh, training up staff, finding staff. Um, it was quite, uh, it was a whirlwind, that's for sure. And um, <clears throat> the whirlwind didn't stop after that first course was done because we did the first two courses. This was about March 2010. March and then April, I think we did another course. And then we decided to, to invest in our own venue, which was a whole new um, ball game that we hadn't gone down that line uh, or down that road before either. So it, EBS really was my, I suppose, where I cut my teeth as, um, I hate this term, but as a business person, as a businessman. Mm. Um, and uh, it really catapulted uh, myself into that, into this kind of business world which did lead to other opportunities, as you said, owning a, a bar later on and, uh, and other, other opportunities that I've had since. So, yeah, it was a whirlwind, but it, we learned so much in those first six months. It was incredible. I wouldn't have changed anything. 
Yeah, and sort of based on some of those key lessons that you learned from now really putting yourself in at the deep end, just for any sort of younger viewers listening in that might be of that entrepreneurial mindset as well, what are the sort of key pieces of advice that you'd give to them to really sort of get them on the road to success based on sort of what you've learned the hard way? Um, don't, don't procrastinate. Uh, that seems like an obvious thing, but I, I learn now, uh, you know, if I want to do something or something needs to get done, I'll, I'll just do it. I won't necessarily think about it and plan unless it needs planning. But if you need to order booze, then put a list together, find out what you need and order it. Some people tend to overthink, procrastinate, where should we buy it from, what should we get, um, you know, just do it. And then, obviously, <laughs> don't just, don't, uh, that sounds really, it sounds like good advice and bad advice, I'll say it out loud. But um, sometimes you do obviously need to plan something beforehand, but don't overthink it so much. Like we made so many mistakes in the first six months that we learned from, but without those mistakes, we would have never have learned. And so many things we got right first go. So, you know, the more, we, we went through this sort of motto of, okay, let's just try it out, see what happens. It was, that was essentially it. Let's try it and see what happens. If it doesn't work, we'll change it. So I think that by doing that, you learn so much. And you will make mistakes. And we made tons and tons. And we still make mistakes. But it's those mistakes where you learn the most on, what works, what doesn't work, um, and and then you you get better. And each by each mistake that you have, and each uh, triumph that you you have as well, you just learn so much more, and you improve, and you become less fearful of making those mistakes um, or any other mistakes because you realise that at the end of the day, if if it goes wrong or if we made a mistake, we can check, we can change it, we can mm. fix it. So I think that was the, the main thing. And we, you know, we threw ourselves in at the deep end big time and um, it was just a, a huge, huge learning curve, which I, I think back to these days and, and kind of thank that we got through it, but also realized that it was, it was, a, great, uh, it was a great journey. Yeah, understandably so. I mean, it just goes to show, doesn't it, that sometimes experience can be the greatest teacher. Um, and sometimes yeah. um, you've almost got to kind of like move away from being that sort of risk averse, haven't you? I mean, and I think we can be a bit guilty of that in this country sometimes. We can sort of shy away from sort of taking risks, making mistakes. Um, when really, I mean, I think the way to go, certainly from what you've told me there, is um, go into it with that win or learn mentality. I mean, and if you do have that setback, you know, you use it to obviously better yourself, become more resilient and use it to push forward, change things. Exactly, exactly, 100% agree. Yeah, fantastic. And um, obviously over the last couple of years, um, your industry has faced probably one of its biggest challenges in the form of the uh, the COVID-19 pandemic because we saw, saw mass closures within hospitality uh, venues and I'm sure that it would have affected operationally the way that um, EBS does things. Um, how did you sort of have to respond to sort of that challenge? How did that have an impact on you? Um, it was, I mean, like, I don't know. It was, it was very, we, we nearly went under um, and we discussed closing the business a couple of times very briefly. Um, um, but it, we, we just had to kind of power through. We saved, we called up everywhere we owed money. We, we called up and asked to defer, cancel, pay later. Um, you know, we, 
we cut back on absolutely everything that we could possibly cut back on. But previous to that, prior to that, what we do, we obviously need to save up money. So this was very important, and this is something that my business partner, uh, Jay, mostly took care of. But, you know, we save up just for these, uh, these circumstances. Luckily, we had enough at the time to kind of see it through for a certain amount of time. Um, but that pre-planning of let's get some, you know, let's always have a nice wedge of cash in the bank to kind of see us through to, well, six months or whatever it could be, um, saw us through the first sort of wave, I suppose. And then after that, we were actually able to open um, as a school. We were a school. We were able to take classes, and they were very small classes, and they are obviously all very... Uh, going through all the COVID procedures, everyone had to wear masks and clean hands and stay distant. Luckily, we had a, a 450 square meter venue, so it's very easy for people to stay mm. far apart from each other when there's only 10 people there. <clears throat> so we just chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. Obviously, all the staff, bar one, were on furlough, and only um, just about made it through the other side. Although we're still feeling the pressures of it now, actually, because Whereas we had the grants, we had the, the support and everything else. Now everyone wants the money paid back. So whereas we made it through quite, you know, the skin of our teeth, now we're sort of feeling the pressure uh, a bit more. But I think the, the prior 10 years that we had, even the first year of the business of spending a lot of money, uh, borrowing money here and there, now we, we almost take it in, the, in our stride, you know. It is what it is. If 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 we get through it, we get through it. If we don't, we don't. That's that's business at the end of the day. And if we don't get through it, you know, it's it's the same mentality as I said before. Let's just do it and see what happens. And if we don't get through it and we fail and the business goes down, no problem. We close the business and then we reopen it again later on when we're in a better position to do so. So I think that's uh, another sort of little lesson that. We, we don't tie ourselves, or I don't tie myself to my businesses emotionally hardly hardly at all. You know, they are a, a job, which I love. I love my job. I love what we do. But at the same time, it, it is, it's just a business. You know, as long as you've got your health and your happiness, that's the main thing. If your business goes down, so be it. You know, close it and start another one. And uh, that's all it is. It's, not a, it's just a material thing to help you to live your life. And... Sometimes you have to realize that pandemics can destroy businesses, as I'm sure they have. Well, we know that they have destroyed. It has destroyed thousands over the last few years. Yeah, I've spoken to a lot of people who may well have tied themselves emotionally to their business. But do you think that going into it with this approach and not getting sort of too drawn into that side of things, does it sort of help make it easier to sort of make the very difficult decisions, do you think? Yes. Um, 100% yes. Uh, it's, it's, like I said, we, I love growing my business. I love trying new things. I love the business itself um, and, and everything around it and, and, and having those challenges every single day. But if we lost it all tomorrow, if I lost everything tomorrow, I'd be obviously upset, but it's not going to, um, you know, it just means my life is going through a change. And I mean, being in the bartending world and that being my background, 
I get a job behind the bar again. And I know that most countries around the world, and most especially in the UK, um, being bartenders are very hard to come by right now, right now. So I would probably be very in a good position to find a good job. So it's <clears throat> yeah, it would be upsetting, but at the same time, if we if we made a decision that that put the business down, that's we made a bad decision and and we just get over it and move on to the next one. But I think you know tying ourselves emotionally too much and having any sort of invested interest is when the bad decisions come. Because no, no, I believe in this so much. I believe in it so much, and that's when people can't you know they can't. I don't know what the term is, but. It, can't see the wolves through the they can't see the, the, the rain through the trees or whatever it is, I'm not sure. Um mm-hmm. but they can't they can't make the difficult decision to say, okay, then we shouldn't do that or we should close the business or we should change this. So yeah, not being so emotionally interested or invested in the business I think is a, is something which I I think is a key element to, to make sure that you can make those strong and difficult decisions when it needs to happen. Yeah, I suppose you're not sort of drawn in and kind of almost blinded by the emotional side of it, are you? I mean, of course, you do have your responsibilities, but it just helps make those those key decisions that little bit easier, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, fantastic. And um, obviously, in spite of all of that, um, the impact of EBS is obvious. Um, it, obviously, you've helped train over a thousand new bartenders that have come through the ranks um, across sort of five different countries over the uh, the last uh, few years. Um, and as we think about sort of the future of the industry moving forward and the future of the uh, the school, hopefully, and long, be, long may it be a, a thriving one, of course. Um, if we were to look ahead maybe sort of 12 months from now, um, what ideally, Tom, are you looking for the uh, the business to achieve in this next year, just before we uh, we wrap things up? Um, well, our business, you know, our unique selling points and, and our business model has slightly changed due to, not due to COVID, due to Brexit, actually. Mm. Um, because our London school used to, we, we get a lot of international students flying over mm. um, to London to take the course. And a lot of those students in the past would stay in London uh, and work. But obviously, they don't have that. Uh, they're not able to do that anymore. So we've had to change our strategy to focus a lot more on the UK market uh, to try and get a lot more UK students. Not to say we aren't focusing on the international market as well, but we also see the, the difficulties the hospitality industry is going through right now where mm. there's a, a mass shortage in the staffing. Uh, during COVID, a lot of the European workers went back to Europe. And obviously now, uh, again, because of Brexit, there's no one coming into the country. So we're kind of stuck with the amount of people that we have in the country, which is still a lot, but there's still... A huge every bar that I speak to, every person within the bar trade uh, in the UK and abroad, uh, well, in the UK, sorry, are, are are struggling to start. So we're focusing in twelve months to to have more of a, a UK based set of students. Um, we are working with the Drinks Trust, which is an organisation to help lesser privileged or people within hardship, should I say, to be able to find a career in hospitality or in our case in the bartending industry um, and we want to try and facilitate the, the hospitality industry to have good well-trained staff from the UK um, and I mean recruitment has become a, a quite a, 
well, it's becoming a new part of our business um, to to help bars find bartenders because they need the bartenders. We have fully trained new bartenders ready to go, um, but there, you know, there's there's not enough bartenders to to suit to fit the bars. So recruitment has become a new part of our, our business and you know i think in 12 months we'd like to see that part of the business grow um we we we've even discussed briefly changing our location we're currently based in uh, Bermondsey near london bridge mm-hmm. we're looking to move or downsize a little bit uh to make it to move outside of um london a little bit maybe zone three zone four just to sort of um, to be able to accept smaller numbers than what we had before, to make it a bit more intimate, to make the uh, the, the school um, a lot more welcoming to people, so that we can basically we we need to change. <laughs> so I think in twelve months' time, we're going to see a lot more changes in our school, in our structure, and in the students that we have coming to our classes. It's an exciting time, isn't it, with all of this change? Um, if you go look at it that way, I mean, it's a new phase for the business. It's adjusting to sort of this new post-pandemic world with new circumstances, obviously focusing on the domestic market. And I certainly do hope it goes really well, Tom. And um, I think um, as we start to kind of see, you know, what shape things are taking for you, it'd be good to sort of catch up and have you back on the show where hopefully there'll be some good news to share about it all. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. It is, it is quite exciting. Um, I've always been an advocate of change and um, to see how our school is now, we've been in the same venue for the last 10 years and um, it's a basement venue and we want to be out of that. We want to change location. We want, we've want we just changed all of our staff. Um, again, all the old staff left, so we've got all the new staff now. Uh, the, the, the global business, we're a franchise, um, is going through some changes as well. So yeah, there is a lot of a lot of change. It is very exciting. It is quite daunting. But again, as I said, I, I do love what we do and the challenges that it brings us. Uh, and and it's, for me, it's like a puzzle, like working out the puzzle of putting the pieces together to make it work for everybody who's involved. And that's what I really enjoy about running a business. Um, and that's what I, I sort of thrive on, I suppose trying to make it a bit busier and how can we make this part better and look at these details and, and what have you. So let's see, I mean, it'd be great to come back and, and discuss and see how we are in 12 months' time or, or, or longer. I'm sure we'll still be here in one way or the other, but uh, let's see what happens. Yeah, absolutely right. And it's it's that sort of evolution or die mentality, isn't it? The business has got to be in that constant state of flux, constantly got to improve, constantly got to change things, adjust to the world around it to make sure there's no failing there. And yeah, it's going to be exciting to see how it all pans out, Tom. And uh, thank you, of course, for taking the time to join us today to talk through it all. And uh, by all means, uh, do take care and stay safe with all that's still going on. And um, I look forward to uh, catching up in future. Lovely. Thank you very much for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was an immense pleasure welcoming Tom Dyer, world champion flair bartender and director at the European Bartender School onto today's show. And I do hope that everybody tuning in thoroughly enjoyed the interview today. Um, Just a reminder to listeners as well that if you happen to be a business owner yourself or the head of an organisation which you feel has its own story to share with us here at the Leaders' Council, then by all means we want to hear it. So why not apply to be on the programme yourself via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Until next time. 
You've been listening to the Leaders' Council podcast with your host, Scott Chaloner. Do take care and goodbye.